Blog Talk Radio. Why is that? 
Well, you can tell the math because I figured out how old you are. You're 29. 29? Yeah, you can tell them. Mama, yeah. I, got a, I got a 23-year-old daughter. Well, don't worry about that. We're going to go with this number. <laughs> so if I'm 29, what does that make you? I, I, I'm not what I am. I'm like 40. 40? Yeah, I had you at 15. That's what I figured. Oh, I'm Lord. fast. Dear. No, you wasn't fast like that, was you? <laughs> I love you, Rodney. You are a hard worker. You really are true, Virgo. You really are true, Virgo. Both you and Sherry are very analytical, and the man traits for you is you're just a self-nurtured person. You stroke yourself. When if you I had well, to. Uh-uh. Yeah, you know, I get my lotion on. Now, Mama, Mama, now, talk to me. I know you know about, you know about, you know about the, the astrology, and, you know, we've always kind of dabbled, and, you know, it ain't no devil worship or nothing like that. Uh, talk to me about the Virgo woman. What's the Virgo woman like? Oh, the Virgo woman wants to know what you're about before you uh, tell her your line. She's mm-hmm. already messed you up before you speak. Super smart. Yeah. Talented, same as a man, except that she is more analytical in terms of people. She uh, sur- sur- surveys people more closely. Right. Well, I got one for you today, Mama. This, 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 this lady I'm about to bring on this line. Hey, y'all, after the break, I'm gonna take a quick break. And when I come back, I'm bringing on one of my my absolute favorite comedians, man. To watch this girl work is to watch it. One of the most talented comedians in the game. Her name is Leslie Jones. You may know her as Les Dog. She goes harder than anybody else on that stage. Y'all stay right there. When we be, when we come back, we gonna we gonna talk to Leslie Jones. This this lady is off the. If you don't know. You gon' know when we get through. Check it out. Get ready to knock down some pins for a good cause. Sickle Cell Foundation of Georgia and NAPPR present the 6th Annual Celebrity Bulletin Fundraiser. September 15th from 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. at Suburban Lanes, located at 2619 North Decatur Road, Decatur, Georgia. Bring the family and get ready for an evening of fun and a chance to meet invited celebrities and the Atlanta Falcon cheerleaders. General admission tickets are $30. VIP admission is $50. Tickets include food, bowling shoes, raffle prize giveaways, contests, autographs, pictures, media, and more. To purchase tickets or sponsorship, call 404-755-1641 or 404-966-0007. Or you can go to www.ticketsellga.org. <laughs> the 6th Annual Celebrity Bowl of Thumb Fundraiser. Fundraiser to benefit the programs of the Ticket Sale Foundation of Georgia. September 15th at Suburban Lane. Come knock down some pins for a good What's up, everybody around the world? Thanks for tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Remember to follow Rodney on Twitter, at Rodney Perry. And for all of your Rodney Perry updates, text Rodney Perry, with no spaces, to 41411. Again, to stay up to date, text Rodney Perry, with no spaces, to 41411. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and and like I said before the break, man, this lady is one of my favorites. You you may have seen her when she did her thing in, in in on the big screen, maybe in National Security, maybe in the film Lottery Ticket. But my favorite Leslie Jones 
is a lady who rocks comedy stages all across the world, all across the country. She toured with the likes of the great Cat Williams, and she tours constantly with herself. If you're on Twitter, she's at Les Dog with three G's because she's a triple OG, and her website is just Leslie. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, coming to the stage, fellow Virgo, taller than me, Miss Leslie Jones. What's up, Les? What's up, boo? How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> you tired after that intro, son? <laughs> I, am, I am not. I got more. Because I, this is the thing, Les, and, and I don't know if we even ever talked about this, but I am really a fan. And because and one thing, I'm a comedian, but I love comedy. You know, and you know, yeah. like, we just talked about yeah. this. Everybody yeah, yeah. that's a comedian don't love what we do. Right. You know? And right, so I, right. I really love comedy. Not only are you one of those people that that you constantly make yourself better, but you make other comics better. Uh, you know, last time I was in L.A., we was talking about you, you doing your you even doing classes and and mentoring young comics. Talk to me about that. Well, yeah, actually, uh, my students just graduated uh, two weeks ago, and we had a showcase at the comedy store, and two of them actually are going to become. Uh, you know, in the line of trying to become a regular at the comedy store. Um, wow. They, they're that good. Yeah, I, it was a really good class. Um, yeah, I actually didn't want to do it at first, but I went and spoke at a seminar, at one of the seminars, and just, I don't know, it just, it I took to it. I took to yeah. it very well. And um, just, you know, I, I teach at Rock Paper here in L.A. Uh, sometimes we have two-day intensive classes. Sometimes we just have the seminar. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to teach the next one because I get to go to Philadelphia and make a movie for a little while. Get it? Yeah, yeah. That's hot. That's hot. So, so let's. Let, I know. Let's talk about being a Virgo. You know, <laughs> let's talk about being a Virgo because I I love Virgos. I like like whether men or women. Oh, young, it's like there's always a bit of a kinship there. And then when I start looking at the people that I really regard as funny, and then I find out this chick is a Virgo. It's right. no wonder. It makes sense. Like, how is how is being born when you were born affected <laughs> you as a comic, you think? Well, see, I don't know. That's a good question. Every time um, I end up doing something, people will say, what's your sign? And I was like, Virgo. And they was like, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Virgos are perfectionists. They are, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, that's that's a really good question. I go back and forth, you know, with the sign thing. I just think it's God. I think God just right. blessed me. Just blessed me. <laughs> right. <laughs> but Vir- I have found that most Virgo people that I meet, men or women, always be the bomb. Them and Capricorns. Yeah, you know Capricorns are a match. Yeah, Capricorn. My mama is a Capricorn. I just talked to she a Capricorn, and uh, yeah. yeah, Capricorn people are are real dynamic, and we I think we tend to like just their flyness. Well, you know, they, you know Capricorns is about their money too. Capricorns is about their money, and you know Virgos are very much about their money, very much about keeping everything afloat and keeping everything uh, you know organized, and mm-hmm. you know we're very much about our money. And our okay. career. Absolutely. So talk to me about that. I mean, uh, Le- Leslie Jones, we-, we can get into the fabulous comedian, but talk to me about your business and and and, and then the dual- duality of being a woman in this game and-, and making people respect who you are. 
Man, that's you know what? That's really a funny story that you're bringing up. I mean, that's really a good question because I was just talking to my friend last night because we, we drove all the way to Riverside to do this gig. And we get there, and the promoter comes out. You know you know how this goes, Rodney. Yeah. The, the promoter comes out. He goes, oh, the dude that has a club around the corner, he took our crowd. <laughs> right. First of all, that's what he comes with. So it's like, okay, so uh, I'm only going to be able to, you know, really give you half of the money and whoop, whoop, whoop. So now when I came at him, I told him, I said, yo, dude, you know, I, I drove all the way out here. And this is my job, you know what I'm saying? This is right. not no hobby. I don't go to a day job in the morning and do this as a hobby at night. This is how I pay my bills. This right. is my job, you know what I mean? And he was like, well, you know, this is the, jo- uh, this is the job, this is the uh, career y'all chose. What? <laughs> I didn't choose. So, so part of my job is for you not to pay me, really? Yeah, and, and, yeah. and I really, really feel like sometimes, I'm not saying that it don't happen to male comedians, but I think it, sometimes it happens more to female comedians because they feel like, well, you can't fight me. You know, you mm. can't fight me. You can't you can't beat me up unless you got somebody with me with you that's going to beat me up. You can't do, really do anything. So, like, in this game, like, you know, it's still, I'm still a woman. You know, I'm 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 a high regarded woman. I mean, I'm people respect me and don't want to mess up with me, but I'm still a woman. You know what I mean? And right. sometimes I I be wanting to be a man. Sometimes I be wanting to really be a man. So either <laughs> I could just yoke up on them, or, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> even though I am big enough to do it, but you know. Yeah, you're still a woman, I'm, though, like you I'm said. I'm still a woman, you know. And it, it's, it's just like, it's hard. Like, I'm going to New York. I, I, you know, I always tell, I talk to Chris Rock all the time, and I tell him, I was like, you know, only way that I'm going to make it is somebody like you put me on, which which is just like it doesn't make sense because I'm hilarious. You know, I'm really, really right. funny. It, it'd be different if I was mediocre. I would say, hey, you know, I'm all right. But I'm really funny, and I try hard to be funny. You know, I mean, I really respect the craft of comedy. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a craft. It's bigger than all of us. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than me. You know, when we die, comedy's still going to be here It'll making people here. funny. It's It'll still going to be, be here making people funny. So I bow down to the craft of comedy, and I have a lot of respect for it. So it's just like it just boggles my mind when women are not treated equally in this business. And and I'm not saying that there's a gang of women out there that are funny because we still working on that, but we have more than what we had before, you know? Uh, hey, it just hey, seems I like could, it's 2012. It's 2012, you know? It, it, it's definitely a double-edged sword, you know. You know, I've, I've had the unique opportunity to be around some really great lady comics, you know, whether that be, you know, Kim Whitley, who was one of the first people to give me a job, or like a Monique or yourself or, you know, it's, it's a lot of ladies out there. And, and what I notice is that any woman that speaks her mind mm-hmm. goes past professional to bitch immediately. Yeah. Immediately, oh, you know what? I had to shake that off the first year I started comedy because, oh no, not even in comedy. Before comedy, anything that I ever did, this that's in anything. That's not even just in comedy. That's in life. If any okay. woman has anything to say, she's either a bitch or she's difficult to, to get along with. Oh, I, how many times have I been told? Oh, I'm, I've heard you difficult to work with. Yeah, but you just worked with G Thing last week. G Thing is one of the most difficult. Oh, that, he, he can be a diva like a mother. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, it's just like it'd be so different for women. Like it's just so different for women. I mean, it's it's like constantly I'm proving that I'm funny, even though people know me. I'm still walking into places. 
telling people, uh, you know, people are still asking the question, so is she funny? Is she funny? You know, is she funny? Is, but, is but you know, is, isn't that part of our journey, though? Like, yeah. I mean, I, I have, the, I, I feel like I'm the same way. You know, even though I've had opportunities on television or film or things like that, I feel like I'm always proving myself because right. there's always somebody that just don't know. Right. And right. I kind of love that. I like to walk into a right. place and they don't know. Oh, I'm about to beat you to death. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you have to, that's how you have to be. You have to put yourself into that mindset. But, you know, after doing it for, you know, I've been doing it since 87, it's like, don't nobody know me here? Like, <laughs> yeah, come on, dog. <laughs> really? Really? Don't nobody know me in here. Don't nobody. But, you know, it's like, but, you know, you do have to embrace, like, last night, like I said, the Riverside gig, we left there, and I was like, I'm in Riverside. I drove from Santa Clarita. There's got to be a club in this town somewhere I could perform. And we drove around around and i ended up finding this place called the hideaway it was downstairs rodney downstairs like a little hole in the wall and it was packed they were doing karaoke i went up to the bar and i talked the lady into let me do five minutes because she didn't know who i was but i let her talk me into doing five minutes of comedy they stopped the karaoke and rodney seriously i destroyed that place destroyed that place for five minutes. I was like, I couldn't find a comedy. There was no comedy show. I made me one. <laughs> you know what I'm but, but That's that, why I be telling these young comics, I tell my students all the time, don't tell me that you can't find a set. Yes. There's no such thing. And, you know, there's no such thing as not finding a set. You don't want it then. You know, a lot of these young comics think that they don't have to do what we, you know, I feel like the comics now that come out now will never be as funny as me and you because they did not get the lessons that me and you got. Does that make sense? Like they, they have. I, I, I hear you on that, and but you know I, every every era is different because the era before us would say the same thing about us. So true, true I that, think true every, that. every era would would echo that sentiment. But I, I I do understand. Like well, I'll give you this: the younger kids' motivation is different. Cause yes. like all I wanted to be was funny. I didn't. Right. I wasn't even trying to get on TV. Right. I wasn't even trying to do a movie. We wasn't. You know? We wasn't even trying to. We wasn't even. We cared about the money, but we cared more about being able to go on stage and destroy. That's what yeah. we wanted to do. That was our goal. Our goal wasn't to get on Comic View and all of that. That came later. You know, when we first started, our only goal was to make sure that we can get on stage for five minutes and destroy. That, that is so true. That is so true. The, the comics now, they're so spoiled. Like, you know, I mean, it, to me, I just they're so spoiled. They get to do spots that it's like you, we look at, we, I, I, one of my students actually got a spot at the Laugh Factory, and I was like, how the, how the hell did you get that spot? Like, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, we, like, it was, man, it was, I couldn't get up at the comedy store for years. Let's talk about your journey because I, I think okay. you, you got one of those special journeys, man. You 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 worked a hundred different jobs. You, you played basketball. Yeah. You, you you traveled around the world. You uh, I mean, a, a number of things. And what was the turning point for you, though? Like. I, I want, I'm going to go back to your humble, humble beginnings, but what was right. the thing when you looked up and people started to know who you were? Um, when they finally knew who I was? or well, finally... well, they knew you was a beast. Like, you don't want to follow her. When did that oh. happen? Oh, damn. I, I exactly, mm, I think, you know, I think I was good before I went to New York. 
I think I was good. I think that was around uh, 1998 is when I went to New York. 1998, and I started comedy in 87. Okay. So I had I had just really mostly been out in L.A., you know, doing comedy. So I thought the comics out in L.A. was like the best thing ever hit. You know, I was like, you know, D. Miller Taunton, Evan Lionel, you know, all right, of them. Right, right. It's like, these are number one comics, right? And uh, 1998, I went to New York. And I, I'm telling you, uh, opening of comedy came to me that was just absolutely, it's just a whole nother world, you know? Okay. And um, that is when I think I elevated to a level of knowing this is what I really want to do, this is what I'm really good at. And I think when I came back from New York is when I really felt like, okay, you can't nobody fuck with me. I mean, excuse me. Right. <laughs> no, we no, no, you good. <laughs> now, now, so what changed? Do you think? Because, like you said, you was already funny. So, right. did your your confidence change? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, the the way that I thought about comedy changed. I, okay. That's when I started really understanding the craft and started understanding that I just don't want to do black clubs. I want to do. All clubs. I want to make everybody laugh because you know New York is just—it really is a melting pot. You know, yeah. one one night you might perform for Puerto Ricans, the next night you might be Albanians. You know, so it's like it, it, that's when I started learning that hey, this is not just the black clubs you're gonna be—you're gonna be doing everything. You want to make I, I, in New York is where I realized that I want to be that comic where Chinese tourists come up and be like Leslie. Leslie, get picture with Leslie. That, that's <laughs> right, what, right, right. That's right. when I realized that's the type of comic that I wanted, and that's when the whole, the whole dynamic of the way I thought about comedy changed. So it's like I already, I was at ten levels. I wasn't there yet, but I was thinking ten levels ahead mm. when I started when I went to New York. So I, I would say right then and there is when I started embracing the craft, and I think that's when everybody started noticing. Damn, this girl is really good, you know. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuning in to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to Leslie Jones. Miss Leslie, she's a movie star, TV star. She's doing it. Um, Leslie, I, it's crazy you mentioned New York because I remember running to you during that time. That's when we first met. That's that. Well, no, I already knew who you were, though, because I, yeah, I, I was in L.A. I moved to L.A. in 98, and right. so I had saw you live before that. So when I saw you in New York, you was like the king of New York. No, you know, I'm going to tell you right now, I exactly remember when we met in Caroline's because I remember yeah. you had on this suit, and you were so small. <laughs> I was small, too, nigga. <laughs> yeah, we were both skinny. Matter of fact, I think skinny. I still got that picture. Yes, and you were smiling, and you was like, you was like, you a Virgo, because you asked me that night. You was like, you a Virgo, huh? <laughs> I was like, yeah, who are you? <laughs> Right. Oh yeah, you was real, real sweet. I remember meeting you. I was like, Oh damn he cool <laughs> Man. Yeah, I remember that night. I remember yeah, at that time I I was trying to yeah, I was the king of New York right at then. I mean not the king, but you know the queen I, I should say. Talk to me about your fearlessness, because you are absolutely Fearless on that stage. I mean, to take and hit a woman in the head with a mic, you don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> well, you know, it's so weird. I did, like I said, that's another thing. I didn't realize that that's what I was doing until I went to New York, and somebody was like, "Yo, you fearless," and I was like, "Oh, I guess I am." I mean, because I don't call it fearless. I call it getting up on stage and doing my job. It's like I'm more scared not to get on stage than to get on stage. Does that wow. make sense? Yeah. It's like it's like it's not fearless. It's my job. It's, you know, I like. 
I, 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 when I get on stage, literally sometimes I don't remember the stuff I do because I'm so into letting, letting comedy just do whatever it wants with me. And you have that energy, and you put that together with your wit, and it's just, it's just fun. It's like a ride. It's like a ride. So I don't know if I think of it as fearless. I, I, I think of it as just, I don't know, doing my job. It, it, I, it, when people say fearless, I'd be like, I don't understand what that means. I mean, it's just like a fireman doing their job. You know, he's he's considered fearless, but he's like, no, I'm just following the drills. This is the drills, you know. Yeah, this is my job. This is what I do. This is what I do, you know. You, you've been on everything from in the house to coach to for the love of the game, Malcolm and Eddie, girlfriends, uh, your your movie credits, and, which which I thought you did an awesome job in lottery ticket. Uh, you you shared the screen with Martin Lawrence in National Security. Who is Leslie Jones, the actress? Um, oh, that's hilarious. Um, uh, you know, I I I think I need to take more acting classes. I, I don't want to be caught up in just, you know, I seem to always get the same type of role, you know, the crazy girl or the ugly girl or the, <laughs> or the you know, I, I don't know. I just, um, I think that that is like something that is on a back burner for me. I mean, I'm glad that I get the parts that I get, you know, it's fun, but I think comedy is really my number one thing. Like mm-hmm. actress. I think it's great. I think it's great that I get to do those things, and, of course, I want to. You know, of course, you want to get the little series regular and be able to stay in town and, you know, do your thing and stuff, but I love the stage. Uh, I mean, I know I'm an actress, but I love being a comedian. You know, that's 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 my number one hey, thing. You, you don't have to explain it to me one bit because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm the same way. I'm such a crackhead. Like, like I got my friends, my comedy friends, who are like, you going up again? I'm like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like it's like gym rat. It's like gym rat. Like you, I came from Riverside, went right to the store, did two more spots. It's like you know. That's why I tell comics, you know, you don't never stop. It's like a doctor. You don't never stop reading manuals and and getting better. You don't never stop because wow. your level your level of comedy. Like I really feel like what I do is important to the world. I make people laugh. I make yeah. people feel good. I feel like what I do, I'm a doctor, I, and I'm a graduated doctor. I'm a Ph.D. doctor. But it's not good for me not to continue to make my skills better. I'll be a dinosaur if I don't, you know, and that's how come you don't see certain comics go. Like, you'd be like, damn, what happened to so-and-so, so-and-so? Because they're a dinosaur, and they didn't develop with with the world. you got to keep evolving. you got to keep changing. Yeah. you got to keep putting. Yeah, and this is what I tell people. As long as you keep talking about you as you grow, you'll be fine. As long yeah. as you keep doing jokes about you as you grow, you'll be fine. Because that's where your material comes from. Your material, the, the, people get it mixed up. I tell the new jacks all the time. You don't write jokes. Jokes, your material is already in you. You yeah. already have your material. It's just learning how to communicate it to the crowd. That's what you're learning because you already got, you know, uh, eons of, of, of material in your life yeah. is your material. Your, your experience. You know? I, I, say, I say this is that I'm less of a writer and more of a reporter. So exactly. I just observe and report my life. Exactly. You know? And exactly. when when you and approach you it live. that way, you can you you have the ability. Like you said, to to know when something is worthy of communicating to the to the world. 
Exactly. And and then and then too, when you do the simplest things, you find stuff that you didn't even know was funny. You know, like wow. the one exercise that I do with my class every week is I get them up and I tell them to tell me about their week in two minutes. Tell me about your week in two minutes. Yeah. And they find funny stuff and didn't even know that that was funny. It's like right. because I want to keep them. I want to keep them where they live because you know, a new jacks have a tendency. You know how we was. They have a tendency to do that observation comedy. You know, oh, what they did at Jack in the Box or what they did, and that doesn't have nothing to do with you. What, exactly. what does that have to do with you? Stay where you live. You know, stay where you live. You know. I love That's it. How you keep it fresh. Memphis, Tennessee. I thought you was an Angelino or, or from Pasadena or something all these right. years. <laughs> but you from Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, how, how does your roots in Memphis shape shape who you are? Well, you know, hey, you, ain't you from the South too, Rodney? I'm, I'm born in Chicago, but my mother, who's, who's listening, is, is from Monroe, Louisiana. So, you know, we oh, okay. we all one generation right. from the South. <laughs> right, right, yeah. exactly. That is true. That's very, well, you, yes, it does. It forms my my morals, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, my grandmother, you know, I still don't let my grandmother come and see me perform because I'm not going to curse in front of my grandmother. You know what I mean? Like, okay. <laughs> like, like, you know, there's still – I mean, I think it's it's just your roots of – just morality, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's just there's certain ways I'm not going to handle my business because the way that I was raised, you know. Um, there's certain maybe there might be there's never anything I'm not going to do on stage. I, there's there's no uh, I do everything on stage, no matter as long as it has something to pertain with me, I'm gonna do it. But um, you know, it's just it's just morals, you know, just morals. The way I carry myself, the way that I come across to people, you know, um, the the strength. All of that, you know, is from my roots in Memphis. You know, it's, my grandmother is one of the funniest people in the world. You know, I, I know I got my sense of humor from her. You know, man, this is Roddy Perry with Two Did Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to Miss Leslie Jones. Leslie, man, I can't thank you enough for coming on here today, man. I, like I said, I'm 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 such a fan. Um, I'm a fan of you too. You wanted the you wanted a few people, period. That not only can Hear you on the stage, but can also back your ass down under that goal and turn around and put that hit <laughs> 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 you with a layup, you know. <laughs> Did you have an opportunity to go in the WNBA, or, or I know you well, played you know, on the college level. Well, you know, it's so weird because when I was coming up, we didn't have the WNBA. We only had overseas. You either go overseas or you just stop playing basketball. You know what I mean? Wow. Um, so. I, that I mean, WNBA didn't come until after I finished playing basketball, and it's so crazy because I played people like Lisa Leslie in high school, and you know, it's like you know when we were coming up, the our goal was okay, I might go to France and play, you know, we might go overseas and play, wow. but I that was never my goal. Basketball was always just a tool to get me through school. I knew that at some point I wasn't going to be playing anymore. Man, she's fearless. She's funny. If you want to holler at her on Twitter, she's at LesDog with three Gs. That's L-E-S-D-O-G-G-G, triple O-G. She gets it in. The website is just Leslie. The Facebook is Leslie Jones Comedy. Leslie, I, I can't I can't thank you enough for coming on today. Uh, I love Virgos, and you are one of my favorite Virgos in the world. Uh, thank you, baby. Thank you, love. Anything I, you want to leave the audience with? Hey, you know what? Keep striving, man, and and don't uh, leave someone else responsible for your happiness. Wow.
Well said. Well said. <laughs> hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. We'll be right back with more Rodney Perry Live. Hello. Hello. What's up, world? Thanks for tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Don't forget to follow Rodney on Twitter, at Rodney Perry. And for all your Rodney Perry updates, text Rodney Perry with no spaces to 41411. That's Rodney Perry. Mash that thing together and text it to 41411. Now, back to the show. It's Rodney Perry. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. Thanks for tuning in today, man. I got my man called in. Donald Smith, you on the line. What's up, brother? Donald. I'm sorry, right now. I was at school picking up my daughter. I'm sorry. How you doing, man? I <laughs> man. Hey, man, thanks for calling in today. Now, wait a minute. This ain't my man, Donald, the head tailgater, ATL, shawty. Yeah, you, you remember me from Daphne when you and Randy came down to the tailgate. Yes, uh, let me tell y'all something. If y'all ever get a chance to tailgate at Atlanta uh, a Falcons game, do yourself a favor and find Donald Smith. They will fry anything. You understand me? <laughs> <laughs> y'all get it in. Hey, 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 Don, I know you're picking up the babies, man. What, what did you have for last? Oh, man, Leslie, man, you were talking about how she fearless, and she hit that lady upside the head with the microphone. And when she goes through this crowd and just sit on the, I mean, she'll sit on a big girl, big dude, she don't care who you is. Yeah. And just sit on your lap and tell you about yourself. And they scared, they like, they just scared to the world to say anything to her. She's talking about she's not fearless. Yes, she is. Yeah, I, I know that, man. Hey, Donald, man, thanks for the call, y'all. Thanks for the call, bro. Keep listening. All right, man. Hey, Mama, what you think about Leslie? Leslie is awesome. She's audacious. Yeah, like man, she's her. an awesome lady. Yeah, really like awesome her. lady. Hello. Hello. Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought I lost you, Mama. No, I like that girl. That girl sound like me. Yeah, she's an awesome lady, man. She's been doing comedy. and it's, it's, This was 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 so surreal to me when you start talking about the years. Like, I've been doing this 20-some years, Mama. Can you believe that? You remember when when I signed up for this thing? I was still in high school. Yeah, I remember and, that. And man. I signed up and, and went down. It was a ripoff, but it, it's really it's really one of those things. What number is it, man? I don't know which number it is. Uh, or, or that, that, no, that's your line. I don't know which number he on, man. So, so I got, my, my man is on the line. My, my next guest is on the line, mama. I'm waiting for them to tell me what line, uh, oh, oh, he's not and on the line. And leave it there. You, you remember that you weren't all that good the first time, but what I saw, I saw you had, all the nerve in the world. You were not stage fright. You were not nervous. You wasn't that good either, but you had uh Oh, uh, you ain't got to keep saying that. I know that. You ain't got to mention that. Well, I'm that just part. saying, you came a long way. The next time I saw you, I couldn't believe you were my son. You were so talented. I know you that did. woman was, my teacher, Ms. Ramble, was trying to say I was her son. You got mad. Well, I just told her, I said, well, if you is mama, who the hell am I? <laughs> Okay, Baba, hey, go to lie. I got to bring this young lady in before I bring in my guest. She says she a fan. Let's see if she a what. Melissa, you online? Yes, I am. 
Now they tell me you JJ's number one fan. What you know about JJ? I know about that freezer meat, man. I know about you too. I see y'all all the time. <laughs> I know about you, know, wait, wait. you don't know that about that freezer meat, do you? You know, that's one of his jokes. You already know that's his joke, the freezer meat. Well, Melissa, <laughs> hang on the line. Let me get him in here. I'm going to bring you back so you can talk to him for yourself. All right. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to bring my dude on. First of all, when you start talking about Virgos, this one thing you're going to know. One, they always look fly. You is not going to see this dude without him being impeccably. Just, I don't care if he got on a T-shirt and some shorts. It's going to be crisp. It's going to be brand new. It's going to look good. His Twitter, he's JJ from the SIP. That's right, Mississippi. And he's Jeremiah Williamson, Jr. I've had the pleasure of meeting his mama. I've had the pleasure of meeting his family. Everything from Showtime at the Apollo to Comic View to the film we shared together, Johnson Family Vacation. You can catch him touring with my man, Sandy Entertainer. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, my man, Ken Foe. <laughs> 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 Ken Foe, what's going on, baby? Freeze the meat hard. Man, when I heard her say that, say that I, I she said, you know I know about that freeze of meat. <laughs> Man, JJ, what's it like to have so many of those phrases or those words? I mean, I, I, I'm just so glad y'all gave me a few of these giggles. I mean, you got those things that people walk out of the, out, out of the theater with, into their car, get home, call somebody about. What's it like to have so many of those, man? Man, you know, it's amazing, Rodney, that, you know, those little phrases that you don't even think. It's not like it's, that was my punchline of a joke or the the premises of the joke or anything, man. It's just those little phrases that catch people's eye and their hearts and their mind. They just love and It's very memorable, man. I was, I was just remembering when we did Johnson Family together, man. You know, just a little, sm- even though I had a small part, yeah. You know, just let me hold some. I mean, it, it was just, it's one of those things that people just remember, they love. It's very catchy, man. And you'd be surprised that, you know, that people just remember you by it, man. I love it, man. It's, it's, it's a blast. All right, before we, get, before we get fully in the conversation, I got to let Melissa say hi to you. Melissa, you all live with JJ. What's happening? What's happening? What's going on, Melissa? How you doing, baby? You got me over here smiling hard when you said that old good freezer me. <laughs> <laughs> you know I love both of y'all anyway. And um, if y'all in town, y'all need to come on, come to Cloud Nine tonight, cause you know I'm gonna be up in there. So, you know, oh yeah, it is Cloud y'all. Nine night tonight. Yeah, I'm gonna have to follow on up in there, man. Let me get my love on that stage tonight. No doubt. There you go. Yeah, you, go. you hey, already hey. know, cause the last time you was there, you was like, where the hell Melissa go? You know, you bring your ass to the front, cause I can't do my show unless you in the front. And Melissa, you the truest. I mean, when I tell you, you support comedy. I mean, you yeah. support everybody. I mean, and you know, everybody love you for that, and we greatly appreciate yeah. that. I mean, you know, it's just it's just love that you you know you support you everybody's show, man. You come out, man. You even spread the word. I mean, you are yeah. you you are our own little flyer. <laughs> Look, yeah, you the flyer. Yeah, I got that all the time. I go in and out of town. Hey, if Melissa, hang on the line. Hang on the line. I got I to gotta chop it up with J.J. Man, so, J.J., it's Virgo month. You know, I do my show every Monday. And I told my sister, I say, I got to do, it's September. Right. I got to do all Virgos. 
Amen, because man. This, I, this I, is our I, month. I, this is the coldest month of the year right here. This, man, I'm trying to tell you. And this is the thing. It's always a trip to me, and I, and I had Leslie on just before you. And what I always notice about Virgos is that they always, first of all, impeccably dressed. Right. Always fly. And it's always, it's like I didn't even know. I didn't know you was a Virgo. And right. then I was looking at something. I was like, wait a minute. It all made sense. <laughs> like, oh, that's why I like this dude. It's like a connection, man. So what? What is? And I asked Leslie this. I'm gonna ask you the same thing. What did? What does being a Virgo? How does that? How has that affected your journey as a comedian? Man, being a Virgo, man. You know, you know how we are, man. We, you know, we laid back. We humble. You know, like you said, man. We love to dress, man. We love to stay fly, man. So you know, all of that. You know that that's part of my 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 stage presence when I'm on stage, man. You know, even though people love my shows and everything, man, I like to look fresh, man. You know, and you yeah. know, then keep trying to keep up with you. You know, that's hard, but man, you know, just being a Virgo, man, just being fly, man. I mean, you know, it it helps. You know, the the way I carry myself on stage, man, the way I try to present myself on stage, man, and, and try to bring, you know, the crowd into my world and everything, man. So, you know, being a Virgo, man, you know, I just love it. I'm glad I, I'm glad my mom and daddy brought me in the world that month. Yeah. yeah. So you can't that, you that, keep that, being that, a Virgo that, right that, there, that man. That's time love when you make a Virgo. That's when you was, you was locked up together in the in a, in a Christmas time. In the Christmas time. I mean, you know, you got, the, you got the fireplace going, you know, Christmas light blinging, and, you know, you're getting a little eggnog on, you on the couch. You can't beat that, baby. <laughs> That's real love. Man. <laughs> So so I, I can't I can't have you on the phone without talking about the the uh one of one of the one of the human beings that that's been instrumental in both of our careers, said the entertainer, man. Yeah. Speak to speak to rocking with said so many years, man, and, and having that cat as a mentor. Man, you know, uh when I first started doing comedy, man, I used to do a lot of shows in his hometown of Saint Louis, Missouri. Um I got a chance to you know, meet up with one of his road managers. Kevin Bland, who used to put a little small little shows together, you know, early in my career, man, and he, we all we built a, a connection, a relationship, man, where he enjoyed my shows, man, and um, and after the Kings of Comedy, you know, everybody went their separate ways. Each King went their separate ways of doing their own shows, man, and so Cedric partnered up with uh, Bud Light and did this uh, comedy review where he was the host, and he was bringing out young guns who he felt like they was going to make some noise in the business and everything, man. So I was blessed to get on that Rodney, man, and, and rock out on a couple of shows like that, man. Got a chance to meet Cedric. I mean, he knew who I was and everything, man, but, you know, we never got a chance to truly build a no relationship a comic, together, a man. Once we being on that, that road together with him, yeah. man, um, it was beautiful, man. We got a connection, man. We clicked. We came friends, man, and uh, once he started doing his individual shows, man, it was it was a blessing that he called me up to let me host, you know, open up for him, man, in front of five to 6,000 people and everything, yeah. man. So, I mean, it, it's been a blessing. He's truly helped my career as far as, you know, getting me out there to um, showcase my talent in front of his fans, man. Um, he doesn't, you know, he's he not you know, on top of the world where he don't want nobody else to shine and everything, man. He gave me a chance to go out there and do my thing, man. So it's truly been a blessing, man. I've learned a lot just just watching him on stage, yeah. uh, being in the limo. Sometimes he have to do, you know, interviews with these big-time magazine Rolling Stone or, you know, just listening to some of the business transactions. Yeah. 
that he used to take take place, man. So you know, I learned a lot, and you know, and you know, I transformed to a lot of that into you know where I'm trying to build my career and take my name and my brand to a whole another level. So it's been great, man. I can't I can't ask for another blessing like that, man. It's truly been a blessing. Yeah, man. I, I go back to those times. You know, I, I was also blessed to be on the, you know, that Bud Light tour right. uh, myself. You got to think, man. They were so forward thinking to have done that because <clears throat> they had you, they had me, they had Duval. I right. mean, a lot of the cats that was that was on that tour is really like some of the main cats that's doing it right now. Right. So, I mean, you know, um, when we went down to Blessing, Mississippi to uh, to film that DVD, the starting lineup, man, that was a big avenue for all of us. Yes. You know, all of us, man. You know, it it went on demand. I mean, you know, it sold well into the the blockbusters and, and, you know, on rentals and all that thing, man. So, you know, it it put our brand out there, put our name out there a lot, man. So, you know, it was it was truly a blessing. It was fun, great experience. You know, we came up with some fun little skits and everything that we put on the DVD and everything, man. You know, me and you, man, we rocked that thing, Rodney. You know yeah, what I mean? Did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so, so man, uh, talk to me about your uh, beginnings. Take me back to Jackson State. Let me let me stop the breaks. Let me let me let me fishtail up out of there. I went to Alcorn State. Oh, you went to Alcorn. I went to Alcorn. Ooh, Rodney Bob, you would have said that in front of some Alconites. You probably would have got shot. They'll fight me over that. They'll fight me over that down in the city. <laughs> you got. So I'm a, I'm a I'm a 1993 uh, graduate of Alcorn State, man. Um, I was down there when Steve Mac, the, the great late Steve McNair was down there, man. Wow. Um, got a chance to see him do his thing before the world even knew who he was. So, man, that was a beautiful experience, man. Uh, growing up out of Jackson, Mississippi, man, you know, I, I finished college. I moved to Atlanta, Georgia, man, in 93, man. And um, I used to valet cars when I, before I started doing stand-up, man. So, you know, I was always trying to find myself, even though I had finished school, man. You know, I was, I was selling computers and everything, but my life just didn't feel complete. Uh-huh. So, man, I, you know, I just... Um, i never forget, man, I'm going to just tell you a quick little snippet of it, man. When I first started doing comedy, man, you know, um, it was one New Year's Eve. And see, me and my buddies, man, we was out hanging, you know, having a good time. And I was trying to leave to go home because, you know, I had a few in me, you know, trying <laughs> right. to get back to the other side of town, man. So we were just all outside. You know how the boys get together after the show. We'd be right there on that little balcony part back there. You know, we just love to have fun, laugh and everything, man. So somebody just hollered out, like, J.J., man, you need to get on that stage. Wow. You need to get on that stage, man. It just felt, I mean, I don't I don't even really know how to explain how that just made me, I mean, my life just felt like it was going to come in order. Because when he said that, man, it just felt like a light bulb just clicked on. I'll never forget going home, man. I told my girlfriend at the time, I said, babe, I think I found my niche. I'm for the do stand-up comedy. And she was like, okay, okay, you know, not really thinking there was going to be anything, man. And I'll never forget going to Uptown. I went to Uptown Comedy Corner, man. It was a night, Tuesday night open mic back in 95. Uh, the first person that ever brought me on stage was uh, Corey Zoo Miller. Shout out to Zoo Man. Yeah, man. And that's who brought me on stage, man. You know, and, and then that particular night, it was packed. They had the lot. They had the likes of Earthquake in the house, Arnaz J, Bruce, Bruce, Chocolate, uh, 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 Chris Charles was up, and I mean it was packed. But it was open mic night, and all the open mic night p- 
people was they was getting booed off stage, and I was going I was happen to be the last one on on the on the list. And I never forget Zoo Man said, "Man, it was it's too many it's too many it's too much bombing going on stage. I got to put I got heavy hitters in here. I need to put the heavy hitters in here. I'm gonna do one more comic, but I it, I wasn't the the last." Um, open mic that he was going to put up, so i never forget, I stopped Zoo Man, and Zoo Man can tell you this same story, I said, dude, my name is JJ, I'm an open micer, man, I'm on the list, I need to get on this stage tonight, because if I don't, I may not come back, wow, I may not come back, and Zoo Man, I mean, he must have felt the energy and saw it in my eyes or something, he said, dude, you see what's been going on, I'm going to give you this shot. But you got to rock this thing. And so Zoo went back on stage. He said, man, I'm going to do one more open mic of the crowd. Was like, oh, you know how they go. <laughs> oh, they got everybody in there. You know it's going to be a hot show. He yeah. said, man, the dude stopped me. He said he need to come on stage, so I'm going to give him a shot because I, I know how it is. So, man, I went up there, first time packed, eyes, I mean, booked like a den lights. Right. Oh my God! Nervousness to the fullest. Ain't never been this nervous in my life, man. And you know, the first thing I told the crowd, I said, "I know y'all hear it in my voice, and I know y'all see it in my face. I'm nervous as hell." <laughs> Rodney, when I tell you that broke the ice, everybody clapped, man. They gave me love. They supported. I got a standing ovation my first night, man. Ever on stage, got a standing ovation, man. And I knew this was going to be my call, and I stayed with it, man. The Lord upstairs has blessed me, man, to uh, continue to strive to what I want to do in life, man. And here I am. Man, that's such a great story, dude. <laughs> people don't know the journey. The journey. People don't know. People see you in the movie. They see you on tour. They see the nice clothes, the jewelry, and they go, right. man, that guy is there. What do you say to the young comics? about the journey man the journey man you know once i tell people you know if, if especially if this your calling is something that really drives you you feel it man stay with it be humble yourself don't try to get success at a at a fast pace or nothing like that just because you may do well you know your first couple of times on stage now you all of a sudden you think you're supposed to be asking for this you got to put that grind in you got to put that grind in of, of of being on stage, different places, man. It's gonna be different situations. Every show is not gonna be the same because you yeah. never know what what these people in the audience are going through. You may perform in front of five thousand and and, and, do, and rock, and then your next show, hey, it could easily be three people in there. But you're gonna have to still go out there with the same energy, same motivation, them. same confidence. So, man, you know, I tell people, young guns in the business, man, just stay humble. Stay with it. Continue to create. Try to get as much stage time as you can. I mean, because I mean that's our training. Yeah, that's our training. The only way we can get better, man, is to get on that stage, man, and work it out, man. Work out the kinks. Get some stage presence, man. So you know, just stay out there and grinding on out. Especially if you have the passion and love for it, it will happen for you. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. We talking to JJ Jeremiah Wilson. Uh, I got a question from the chat room here to ask. Was J.J. on Martin Lawrence's First Amendment? J.J., was was I on there? Yeah, did you do First Amendment? No, I didn't do First Amendment. My my critics, uh, I, I'm, of course, you know, I did Def Jam a couple of times. Um, Murder Comedy that. Central with Laugh-A-Palooza and the Russell Simmons joint. 
Right. Um, uh, and of course, Johnson Family Vacation. Um, I did the um, Internet show, Company After Dark. That was hot. And then my next one, which I can't can't wait to do, is when my man hosting Off the Chain. <laughs> <laughs> man, I can't please. wait to do it, man. So I, I think, I, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's supposed to be coming around again sometime November, end of the year and everything, man. So I want to make sure I say that to you, Rodney, because I ain't get, you was busy, man. You was running around trying to get ready for the show. I ain't get you, man. You did a tremendous job of rocking the host, man. Great stage presence, man. You had great energy. You set the crowd up, the tone for everybody to do their thing, man. You're a dude. You're that dude, man. You truly are, man. I, I really love, enjoy watching you work, man, even big stages, even if we together at Cats yeah. Cafe <laughs> yeah. or we at, at, at Cloud9 and everything, man. You you, you, you that dude, man. I, I appreciate you uh, being that, that type of comic, man, and a friend of mine, man, that we love to get a chance to talk with each other, man, and yeah. rap. Man, you that man. I, I appreciate you, brother. Real talk. I, I think what's awesome, and, and it's, it's even more powerful coming from you, is that I really regard you as one of my peers. Yes, and sir. one of the things that I that I wanted to approach as I as they told me about this show is, and, and I want you to comment on. But I think what was missing in stand up as far as those shows was the the host connection with the audience. Audience, right? When, when said was hosting Comic View. You didn't know what he was gonna do. He could go out in the crowd. He with DL hosted. You didn't know, so you tuned in for that guy. And then if you if you met a new comic, that was gravy. So that, that was gravy. So I mean, you know, if you have that, if that host brings that energy like you was doing on off the chain, man, you you, you make people want to tune in. We don't care who. I mean, you know, we'd be appreciating the other comics, man, but the. The host is the one that sets that, 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 that show up for the rest of the evening to, to go well. You know, you like the you, the full-time 100 relay, man. You you that anchor. You that first yeah. dude to start that thing off, and the and the rest of the, the meat going to go depending on the host, man. So the host definitely got to have great energy, great personality, be able to uh, interact with the crowd, uh, bring different things of, of, of to life, and and you know you just you just have the crowd ready, man. So you know everybody can't host. Everybody can't host. Everybody can't host, man. It takes a special person to host, you know, to start that show off, man. Because I mean, you know, you think about it, man. You know, the crowd's just not getting in. They really ain't comfortable yet. You right. know, still walking in. Doing the show start and everything, man. You're trying to order. You're trying to get your drinks, man. You're trying to make sure your other friends are in there and make sure they seats together. So all that can be a, a distraction for a host. Yeah. But, you know, if you're good, man, you know, you got that you got that, that, that spark where you can be able to, you know, maneuver all through that, man, and bring the crowd into you and be ready, man. I mean, it just makes the show just that ten times that better. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to J.J. Jeremiah Williamson, his Twitter. He's at J.J. from the SIP. He's from Mississippi. Man, I, I had a chance to to meet your, your moms. Definitely. Uh, your, your family, man. And I, I want to I hear, first of all, J.J. the father, because I know you got kids. I got hey, kids, man. You uh, tell I have some two of the kids, best man, stories, man. <laughs> got two kids, man. My daughter, I have a daughter that's in Mississippi that's 24. My son is seven. Big gap. 
big gap between that man. Yeah, so yeah, um, did, I love did, being did. a father, man. It's 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 truly humbling to have kids, man, to uh, be in your life, man. You trying to to uh, direct that path where they'll be able to to survive in this in this crazy world that we have, man. And uh, you know, and it seems like it's just even getting crazier, uh, man. So I love being a father. I feel like I'm a I'm a great father, man. Um, I'm proud to say that I'm a dad, man. I love it, man. Um, I have two kids, like I said, man. You know, now my daughter just made me a grandfather. Jeremiah Williamson on Facebook, 
man. Um, um, you can you know just check me out on Twitter, What's man. What's your you, website? My website is uh, now. Y'all got to pay attention. It's half of my first name and half of my last name. So it's JerryWillie.com, dot com, which is J E R E W I L L I dot com. And, you know, I'm, I'm being said about to get back on the road real heavy start next week. I'll yeah. be in San Jose at the Improv there. I'm getting ready to do Uptown Comedy Corner the last weekend of the month. Um, I haven't been Uptown for the weekend for a long time, man. So y'all come check me out. My show is great, man. I'm ready to get down, man. You know, you know, just uh, tune in find me because you're going to see me. You might as well love me. My man. Hey y'all, this is Roddy Perry. That's our show for the day. That's my man JJ. Hold on, let me let me let's say hi to my mama for go. Mama, say hi to JJ. You know I love him. He's hey here. mama. Mwah. Hey, baby, How you doing, hey. sugar dump? I'm doing good. You almost made me cry too. I'm, but pre- I I'm sorry, but I mean, you know, I was just throwing those life experiences out there. You know, just bringing it real and everything, and um, you know, I'm, I'm, it's, it's really an honor to, to talk to you right now. Well, thank you for honoring me with loving my son. He's a wonderful son. He's a wonderful son, man. Wonderful person, man. Rodney has a truly a lot of respect and love in his business. Um, you can definitely count on him, man. You brought your son up very well, and I'm proud of that. I'm proud to say he's my friend my uh, comedian brother and all the above. Thank you very much for having him, and I'm glad he's in my life, truly. Hey, JJ. Yes, sir. Let me hold some. Let me hold some. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, y'all, that's our show for today. Mama, I got to go. JJ, I got to go. Y'all stay blessed. You go and pick up the kids, because I got to pick them up, too. All right, man. Much love, baby. All right, bye-bye. All right, everybody. Y'all have a great rest of the day. That's our show. Be blessed.